Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. All right, you guys, welcome to another podcast. Today I am joined with Uriah Guilford from The Productive Therapist. Hello, hello. And for those of you that don't know Uriah, he has a private practice in Northern California, and he also has The Productive Therapist, which provides virtual assistant support for clinicians in private practice. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We've known each other a long time. It goes back. I'm going to say seven years. I think it's a little more. I don't know. Really? It might be a little more. Yeah. 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 But, but in internet years, it's like, you oh, know, in internet years, we've known each other a long time. Longer. But in person, <laughs> I think it's been like about seven. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> and, I, and in that time, you were, I think you were solo in practice. I was. And then you built the group. And then now you started the productive therapist. Yes. It's been so last, let's see, it was August of this year, actually celebrated 10 years of being licensed and 10, and 10 years exactly of being self-employed as well. It's pretty cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like, I don't know, it felt really like a, an accomplishment to me. It is. I <laughs> yeah. think it is. And obviously still be in business, you know, yes. is, is be, beating the odds. Yeah. But, what is the percentage of how many businesses oh, fail in the first it's five? It's very high. Yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked you on is just because well we need more virtual assistance in private practice and it's something that a lot of our boot campers look out for um, as they're growing even when they're you know they're starting to get their call volume pretty steady Mm -hmm. they start to find that it's hard to manage and so it's one of the first things to outsource is things like calls and and stuff like that so what prompted you to start the productive therapist? Let's start there. So quick story is I basically lost my virtual assistant that I had for five years who I loved. And then I had to hire, I had to figure out how to solve that problem. And I was actually, let's see, I was two years into the group practice. So I definitely needed that support and couldn't live without it. And so I, I hired somebody that I knew locally mm-hmm. and I wanted to get them full time because they were amazing. Mm-hmm. And but I couldn't afford to pay them. And so I talked to a friend, a therapist in the city, and he said, I also need I also need that kind of support in my practice. And so I basically started contracting him out to a couple of other therapists, and then I was able to bring him on full time. So basically I started this business as a way to solve my own problem, which I think is usually a good way yeah. to go about it, right? Always, yeah. And then um sort of just grew from there, realizing that a lot of busy solo practices and small to medium sized group practices have had the similar, similar needs as mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And don't, they're not quite ready yet to hire someone even part-time or full-time in office. Mm-hmm. And then, and then of course it's difficult to find the right VA for a mental health practice. And so I was like, ah, you know what I could do this. And I thought that my skills were actually well suited for that kind of thing. And it turns out that's been true. Yeah. yeah. You are multi-talented. Thank you. You are. You know, I mean, from digital marketing to building one business and running a couple businesses. I mean, just all yeah, the things, you know. I appreciate lot. that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a nerd when it comes to technology and uh-huh. I'm obsessively organized and I love systems and all this business. And so it, it fits. Yeah. 
So why is a VA different for mental health practice than for other businesses? Well, I think for any business that starts out with just one person doing all of the things, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't matter if you're a therapist or a plumber or whatever else you are, a service professional, right? Yeah. Or even if you're an entrepreneur who creates digital courses, something like that, you do all the things, right? And we're all familiar with that. And so um, at some point, you can no longer do all the things. And most people obviously have goals of making more money and making more impact. And so delegating and outsourcing makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But when it comes to like the mental health piece, I I think there's something unique about what you're doing in that your people that um, work for all these therapists, they get training in work, you know, having those kind of conversations, the conversation is just different. Like if you're answering the phone for a clinician than if it is for a plumber. Um, It is. That's true. And there there are actually, some people might be aware of this, but there are a ton of virtual assistant companies out there that are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that help all kinds of businesses with all kinds of different tasks. Um, but there still are not enough focused on mental health because what we do is very specialized. Mm-hmm. Our industry is, is different. And the people that I've talked to who've, who've tried to use sort of the virtual reception call center companies, mm-hmm. um, mostly, not, not entirely, but mostly have been unhappy because they can only do a couple things well. Mm-hmm can't quite bring a person from being a caller all the way to being a client mm-hmm. and do that sort of sales process in a unique way to mental health. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our, our unique selling proposition, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is also what I love is that you do practice what you preach. I mean, in your private practice, you were the teen boy specialist, if yes. I recall correctly. So you do ascribe to niche and getting really good at something. So how are you niching the virtual assistant practice? We have mental health, but within that, is there a niche? There is, it's not like super duper niche, but I think, I mean, if you just choose one industry, so therapist, that's Mm -hmm. obviously narrowing it. And Mm -hmm. then I'm very clear that we're not necessarily good for somebody who's just starting out a private practice all the time and no clients, you know, (laughs) because they don't have maybe the resources or the need to to use our services. So it really is a busy solo practice um, or a small to medium sized group practice. However, it could also be a person who has a solo practice who also has dreams or goals of doing a side business whatever that might be. And they want help growing that side business. So we've been finishing a series on passive income. Love it. Tell me a little bit about how you see virtual assistants helping people in their other streams of income beyond. So in the private practice, I, I imagine, and my clients experience that when they hire an assistant, it's someone that's helping with the phones and some of the processes, Mm -hmm. um, sort of practice manager, yeah, uh, intake coordinator, management, kind of, of customer support kind right. of thing. But when you think of adding on other streams of income, where does a virtual assistant come into play there? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, honestly, is that getting the, that sort of admin support for the practice mm-hmm. gives you the time and the leverage to work on the other things. So that's like step number one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, I mean, depending on your skill set, it can obviously be helpful to have somebody or more than one virtual assistant to do different things for that side business. So it okay. could be social media. It could be updating the website, you know, all types of different things 
that you may or may not be good at and you want to get help with. Because it just, you know, if you have the resources, it helps you do a lot more faster, right? Amen. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And so I really, you know, building this team of virtual assistants has like kind of honestly changed my life and changed my business because it's made so many things possible. Mm. Um, Basically, the sole reason I was able to start the productive therapist was because I didn't have to be involved in the day-to-day of Guilford Family Counseling. That was established. It was solid. Things were working and running. And then I could go over here and do this other thing. And then now I'm using my virtual assistants to expand the productive therapist. So Mm -hmm. it's this like virtuous cycle. (laughs) Right. So one of the things before we started recording, I was telling you is that a lot of things that people don't understand is the different skills of a virtual assistant because virtual assistant is a very broad term, but then each assistant has different kinds of skill sets. So you could, so can you talk a little bit about as a clinician who's thinking about getting a virtual assistant, what Mm -hmm. they need to know about that kind of landscape of skill sets? Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't know what a virtual assistant is anyways. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's becoming a more well-known term, but still people, a lot of people don't know what it is. Very simply, it's just anybody who does a task for you that is not located in your physical space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So I like to think about the differentiation between a GVA, a general virtual assistant, and I don't know if it's a term that's really out there, but a specialized virtual assistant. So somebody who has very particular skills. Mm-hmm. In my mind, sort of a, a general virtual assistant does scheduling, maybe phones, maybe research, maybe anything you can think of like under the category of sort of administrative assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Office work in, in that sense. Whereas a specialized virtual assistant can be really good at SEO or web design or bookkeeping for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. Virtual bookkeepers are a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or managing social media or doing email marketing or building sales funnels mm-hmm. uh, or editing books, any, any number of things, right? The list goes on and on. It's really just about your creativity and the ability to find the person who does what you need. So in your team, what kind of skills are there? So we focus on just a couple things. One, the number one thing is phone support and scheduling mm-hmm. for private practices. And then we're also specializing in email marketing and social media management. Um, I've got, actually, I do have a person who is a ghostwriter for blogs as well, which is kind of cool. I've had a couple uh, blogs ghostwritten, which is a new experience. Um, So kind of the the, the way that I'm thinking about this is a lot of people starting a private practice or advancing a private practice have hired a consultant or a coach, right? Like yourself. Mm-hmm. like the amazing people at Zinni Me. And so, you know, in the course of those coaching, consulting conversations, there's all kinds of things that you tell your people to do. Like, hey, you should do X, Y, Z. I was kind of thinking of the productive therapist as maybe the way to get those things done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say, hey, you need to build a landing page for that Google AdWords campaign, whatever the thing is. And yeah. I say, I don't know how to build a landing page. Well, we can do it for you. Um, so that's kind of how I'm thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really important for people to understand that not all assistants can do those kinds of things, but when you find a company or you hire an assistant, really being clear about what you need and mm-hmm. can that assistant do those things. And therapists really can benefit from that digital marketing support more than I think it's, it's just not been utilize much in our community. And I think it's becoming more and more of a common, Mm -hmm. something we're talking about more and more. 
uh, I feel like therapists, well, since we've known each other for so long, way back in the day, therapists had like very little knowledge about sales funnels and landing pages right. and digital marketing and all those things. And I feel like people are becoming much more adept. But I think it's about understanding it enough that you could hire someone to tell mm -hmm. them what you need. And if that person has that skill set, they can make it happen. Absolutely. And it, it just really frees up your time. We, we sort of have the vocabulary now, but not mm -hmm. the know-how. As, mm -hmm. as the, the average therapist can tell you probably what SEO stands for, maybe. <laughs> but they couldn't tell you how to do it. Right. So mm -hmm. that, that's critical. Knowing the strategy and then being able to implement the strategy are sometimes two different things. Right. So when you're adding other streams of income, there are those components that you're going to replicate like the SEO and the sales mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And that's where an assistant can also help. And it may be that you have multiple assistants. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah. that can work quite well. One just uh, other distinction that might help people who are listening to this is mm -hmm. understanding some of the options about where to go to find a virtual assistant. And I think there's kind of two different um, avenues to go down. Mm -hmm. So you can either find an independent virtual assistant who essentially has their own business and it's, they're a solo, think of like they're a solo practitioner, right? Yeah. Or you can go with a company that has a team of virtual assistants, yeah. um, you know, just to put out some general names like Upwork or Belay Solutions or some of these other, yeah. other ones. So those are kind of the two avenues. I've done both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you? I think um, I've never had a virtual assistant through one of the bigger companies. Mm. If, if you don't include Fiverr, I mean, that's more project based type of thing. Yeah. You know, and I've actually yeah. never um, had an overseas virtual assistant either. Oh, I have. But there are, mm -hmm. you know, for the right task, I think that can be a good call. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they're very, very affordable. Yes. Um, but I think for the average practice who wants phone support, scheduling, right. Um, kind of those HIPAA important things. Mm -hmm. I think it's better to have a U.S.-based, speci specially trained person. I agree. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about having someone who comes from a group, and I don't know if you've gotten this feedback from people who've utilized you, but knowing that there's additional support, right? Like there's someone that kind of helps train or helps oversee. Versus when you hire someone just solo, mm -hmm. um, you usually end up being the person that has to do those trainings. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for, for example, there, there's benefits of using a company, obviously. Um, but for example, one of my virtual assistants is going to be on vacation. And so yeah. I have one, actually two people covering a couple of clients for her. So that's kind of nice to be able yeah. to have that sort of backup. And yeah. we've created systems to make that more or less seamless, which is good. So I think people need to understand that too, when they're looking for an assistant, that there is some advantages to the group in, mm -hmm. in that way. And that when you're, so sometimes when people go through Fiverr mm -hmm. or Upwork, they're looking for like to get the cheapest, right. to be honest, they're price shopping. Sure. But you got to also think about skills and these kinds of things like coverage, because if, so for me, um, my assistant who's virtual is an employee, mm -hmm. but she's independent. So if she takes off, we have to have systems in place to cover her work, Right. Um, which is fine. But man, when we had a, a group that we hired from, they just had someone come in and, and fill in because the, the training manual is there so anyone can pick up and, and fill. So I think, it's, I think it's really nice to hire from a group, especially if you're running a practice. Yeah, I think so. With phone support, like to have a, 
your assistant go out and then you have to answer the phones. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And things always happen, you know, people get sick and vacations yeah. and unexpected types of things for sure. So, okay. So in the same vein of passive income. <laughs> oh, can I mention one thing real quick? Can yeah. I mention one thing? So yeah. I've sort of become obsessed about finding every company or every individual that, uh, does virtual assistant work for therapists? Uh-huh. So I do. I can give you the link to it, but I do have sort of a master list on my website. Cool. And it's completely just sending people. I just awesome. want people to find the right resources. So, um, and and there are actually uh, new companies, um, yeah. up, which is good. I think yeah. it's good. You know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, then I will make sure that link is in the blog so that Sounds people good. can find it. It's, just, it's productivetherapist.com/master. Well, there you go. I don't need to do that now. There you go. (laughs) So passive income. Yes. All right. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. How has it been for you opening up another business? Kind of crazy, honestly. Has it been passive? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I really dialed back everything I was doing to focus on my group practice for two years. Yeah. And it was the smartest thing I ever did because I just said no to every request, every whatever Mm -hmm. came my way. I was like, nope, I'm doing this one thing and I'm going to do it really well. Mm -hmm. And then I got to a point where I felt like I could do something else, another sort of passion project. And, um, yeah, of course, you know, year one of any business is a lot of hustle and grind. Um, but honestly, my days lately have been really flexible and really open and almost like I question, like, is this too good to be true? <laughs> because I genuinely have people doing work for me every single day. And like today, I'm just going to go to lunch with a friend and, and I, have, I have no obligations today other than my task list. So I think for me, I always thought passive income would be selling online courses mm. and um, I had this other sort of dream and goal, right? And that just, for whatever reason, hasn't been the thing. What's been the most impactful for me is actually hiring people to do the work mm-hmm. and then creating passive income that way. So now I have like 14 or 15 employees, which is kind of insane for me. Never was yeah. the plan, right? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely say it's got a lot of uh, sort of the benefits of passive income for sure. I think that's something people don't talk about. Like, which part? And I experienced to this feeling of like, is this, is this okay that I'm not, <laughs> I'm used to really working hard. And, <laughs> and it's, I, I think that there, there is a bit of uh, ego wrapped up in that for some right. of us. Right. And that's why we don't hire an assistant because, um, you know, like that's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And then when the work is taken away, mm-hmm. I find that some people don't know what, life is like without it or if there's some guilt because of whatever their family of origin Mm -hmm. stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. welcome to therapist and business but their family of origin stuff where it's like if i'm not working then 
you know, am I being lazy or whatever? Right. You're I think so there's, right. there's a little bit of a bizarre feeling. <clears throat> I also, though, appreciate being able to sustain someone else's livelihood. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to provide a livable wage, to mm-hmm. have them enjoy their job and to be a conduit of that is also it's gratifying yeah you know and um so i think we need each other and community is good but i think when we lean on somebody sometimes it can feel a little surreal and an adjustment and i think therapists when they get an assistant sometimes feel that way like you mean i don't have to pick up the phone you mean (laughs) you know like it's it's a it's bizarre at first right right yeah, it's interesting that you bring up the guilt and the different feelings that come along with that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people probably experience that of like, even when you, you know, get somebody to um, do your yard work for you or do your laundry for you or whatever the thing is, it's like, oh, should I be doing this? Is this okay? Is this mm-hmm. make me like, like, you know, to something. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was uh, taking a walk yesterday and I was thinking about my life and my schedule and my businesses and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking, what would I do right now if I didn't have to work? (laughs) And I had a really hard time figuring that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it's a good question to ask. Or what if, and my second question that I was pondering was, what would I do if my work was only 20 hours a week? And that, that was all I had to work. That's what I do. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Except during boot camp. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's not the case, but on average I work 20. That's fantastic. Yes, but even saying it, I feel like uncomfortable. I, I am <laughs> experiencing the same thing. And you've already gone through this, but I have been uh, dialing down my clinical hours and seeing less clients. Yeah. And that's been an interesting um, process too. You know, this week I saw six clients and it was great. I really enjoyed the, the work. And then I had plenty of time to do all the other things I wanted to do. But that came along with some interesting things to process as well. I'm in the midst. I just terminated my final client. Did you? Wow. Okay. No one was, knows that yet. I haven't. That was a longer process, huh? Uh-huh. I, 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 had, I had the impression that you were already done and that you weren't doing that anymore. No. Uh, okay. I still have. I don't know. It's, I, and it was just out of pure enjoyment, not yeah. out of like anything other than that. And, right. and it's, been I think I'm what four weeks now out from not doing any and it's mm-hmm. it's probably like how you felt like on the walk of like huh this is, <laughs> I'm not doing what I used to do you know that right, like right. someone else is doing that or yeah it I is. think it's a, it's a really huge benefit of having a successful business to be mm-hmm. able to choose to do the things that you like to do yes not, every, not everybody gets to do that but when you get to a certain point it's like you, yeah, you outsource the things that you're not good at or that you don't enjoy and mm-hmm. then focus on the things that play to your strengths. Right. And I think that's, it's really satisfying. But, and I think too, like, if I have someone that loves doing social media management, mm-hmm. then I get to contribute to their joy by like allowing them to use their gifts Absolutely. and fulfill their purpose instead of me just hoarding it all for myself and being miserable and that person, you know, like working for people that maybe it's not a good fit when we really could be together mm-hmm. and it'd be a great mm-hmm. thing. So I like that. Yeah. I think it's so, yeah. The transition <laughs> into, and I find this too in group practices, like my clients, a lot of them end up scaling back their hours. Mm-hmm. There is, there's just like guilt and confusion and identity stuff that comes up. And then um, it's a surprise, I think, for most of us, I would mm-hmm. guess. 
Yeah. Not something we plan for or expect, you know? <laughs> yeah. I never like, Oh, what thought, is this feeling? I never thought I wouldn't do. Right. That wasn't never. the plan. That wasn't no. the idea. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and I'm still like, well, maybe in a couple years I'll go back. <laughs> right, right. I'm in denial. Yeah. In my grief process. I'm a recovering therapist. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm, I know that you're onboarding some more assistants, correct? Yes, always. <laughs> Seems like I do always. refer a lot to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, but you get full fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one, you know, we have shared virtual assistants, so they're not dedicated to one practice. So they have several clients awesome. that they work with. Um, and so they can, you know, I, I limit that just because I want the quality of our services to be good. So they can only take on so many practices. So then we have to add more people. Yeah. So if people are interested in getting support from you, what is the process? The best thing to do is to go to ProductiveTherapist.com and sign up for the email um, newsletter. And there's also a, a practice info form that people can submit. And if we're currently taking on new clients, then that will sort of guide them through the process of doing an initial consultation and then being matched with a VA. Mm -hmm. And then if, we're, if we currently have a wait list, then that will move that process along as well. So what is one encouraging thing that you can say to a therapist who is overwhelmed and looking for support? What do you want them to know? One encouraging thing would be that hiring the right virtual assistant can bring a lot of sanity to your life. Mm -hmm. and, and as well, it can actually help you make more profit and make more impact. Mm hmm yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's, it. There's a definite learning curve there. If you've never outsourced or delegated, and if you've never worked with a virtual assistant, um, there's some things to, to learn about how to do that the best. And I actually oh created, created a course to help people learn how to work with VAs. <laughs> Say more about it. Yes, it's called The Virtual Advantage. Mm -hmm. and it has the longest subtitle of any online course <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From hiring to firing, your guide to creating an, oh, amazing, geez, you're right. an amazing working relationship with your virtual assistant. Well, it's clear what it does. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. a great clarifying tagline. <laughs> and it probably only takes about an hour or so to go through. Mm -hmm. but it talks about some of the best practices um, about finding a virtual assistant, learning how to work with them and create a rhythm. And then, you know, how to, how to, um, basically how to fire a virtual assistant if it's not working out. I've had to do that too. Yeah. 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 It doesn't always work, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And then also like, yeah, I love that you have this course. Why didn't you have it eight years ago? Yeah, right. I have, I've had a learning curve. Like definitely. Um, yeah. Coming from like management in the past and things like that. Managing a virtual assistant is, was just different and mm -hmm. um, task like follow up and I, it, it took me a while to find my system. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. So that course is actually free. Anybody can go and, and enroll and check it out. Yeah. And then you have another course. Yeah, I do. I just finished a course that I actually use to train my virtual assistants on doing phone support and scheduling specifically Sweet. Um, and essentially kind of sales for mental health and how we need to do that. And so this is really for anybody. It doesn't have to be just for people who want a VA, but for anybody who wants to kind of train their intake coordinator. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of created a seven step process that I think is sort of intuitive and makes a lot of sense. And mm -hmm. so anybody can go and check that out. It's, I, it's low cost because I just wanted anybody who needs it to, to be able to get it. So if you can't tell Uriah is a 
very good human with a lot of integrity, <laughs> which is why I really have appreciated knowing you and just seeing what you're doing. And when you told me you were going to do this, I was like, Oh yes. Nice. I know it will be done well. And I know it will be done. Yeah. Just with lots of integrity. I don't know. That's, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's you. who you are as a person. And yeah. Um, so yeah. So you guys go check it out, check out the free course. I feel like I should go do that. And um, you know what you know, I'm going to do too. Huh? I, we didn't get to talk about this, which is fine, but um, all this outsourcing and delegating and virtual assistants. Um, one of the coolest things for me was that has allowed me recently to take a three week trip um, extended vacation overseas and um, completely step away and do absolutely mm -hmm. nothing while uh, my business actually literally grew. So mm -hmm. I created it based on that. I created a presentation on how I pulled that off and then cool. I'm going to make, I'm going to make that into another online course and give that away. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I've done a month max. That's um, so cool. Four, four weeks. I haven't done it abroad. I don't think it would matter. At mm -hmm. the time, you know, Claire was just the age where we were doing more road trips. But right. Yeah. Right. Let me just say, every time I step away, my business grows. Isn't that? Wow. That's interesting. That was a, a surprise for me. I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually had, I had thoughts like, <laughs> I thought like uh, well, maybe they don't need me anymore. <laughs> uh, see, like, again. <laughs> But then I was like, no, you did a real good job, Uriah. You yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And did your family love the vacation? That was I know, fantastic. I know you guys have been planning that one for a while. Oh, for a while. Yeah. yeah. It went really, really well. So we'll, we'll definitely be doing it again and Sweet. maybe even, you know, be able to work remotely and still run the business, but be in Spain, you know, mm -hmm. that would be pretty rad. That's, yep. I know that dream very well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of like why, so I have a, course coming out like just how I take so much time off and how I do it yeah. because I think I think um therapists feel like we've got to be there every week all the time mm -hmm. you know and um but we have too many therapists not taking breaks and not walking away and getting creative and taking care of themselves and then we have burnout and we so need more therapists we don't need therapists burning out we need right. actually more energized, alert, energized. Yeah. yeah yeah and for some of you, it might be travel. For some of you, it may be staycations. But taking time off is is, is crucial. So I will. I, I've learned some things and implemented some things, but I will definitely buy your course because I want to. <laughs> I want to know your secrets. <laughs> yeah, it's called just take it off. And yeah. Try. No, there's more to it. So but. you did you? I don't know if you read the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz, but I didn't um, read it. Fantastic book, and he the whole premise of the book is designing your business to run itself. Mm -hmm. and specifically says, okay, listen, I'm going to walk you through this process. And at the end, you're going to schedule a four week vacation mm -hmm. uh, in the next 18 months. Like that's the whole premise. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's pretty inspiring. Pretty cool. I have to say like with a lot of my clients, I think of it kind of like um, any kind of addiction, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so usually you got to like step into it. So, you know, take half a day, then take a full right. day, then work right. your way into that four week or whatever it is. Um, but I think 18 months, that makes sense. It's a good amount of time to prep mm -hmm. and, and start working towards something really big like that. Definitely. Cause you have, I mean, if you don't have good systems in place, it's going to end up being a nightmare and you don't want that. You want to step away and feel good and feel confident. confidently. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so well, cool. Thank you, Uriah, for being yeah. here. This is a blast. I love seeing you and chatting with you. And I'm sure everyone listening has 
appreciated hearing your wisdom and hopefully you guys are inspired by this to do more for your business and to free up your time so you can focus on what you do best and and give other people um, an opportunity to serve in mental health. So if you guys want, go check out the productive therapist or productive therapist. Oh gosh. I guess I should buy both, but it's just productive. I think you should. <laughs> Please do. Done. Productivetherapist.com. Yes. Um, check out your rise team. And if you guys have questions, post in the blog and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Bye Kelly. Bye. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, Don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.